Welcome to Still Dead from Chipperish Media. I'm researcher and Our Lady of the Perpetual Sea Breeze, Dr. Kelly Jones. And I'm story expert with a bladder the size of a jujube, Lonnie Diane Rich. And we're here today to talk about Angel, Season 4, Episodes 19 and 20, The Magic Bullet and Sacrifice, both of which were watchers. So you don't worry that it's possible for someone to send out a biological or electronic trigger that effectively overrides your own sense of ideals and values and replaces them with an alternative coercive agenda that reduces you to little more than a mindless meat puppet? Let's just raise the stakes. bullet everyone in los angeles is very happy except fred who is on the run and desperately searching for a way to fight jasmine she visits the owner of a conspiracy theory bookshop and tries to get information on mass mind control but comes up empty jasmine uses her mind control connection with the general populace to track down fred and uses the people in los angeles to chase after her Fred hides out in an underground lair with a demon, the only other living thing not under Jasmine's control. Unfortunately, that doesn't stop him from trying to eat Fred. She kills the demon, looks at the blood on her shoulder, and gets an idea. She goes to the bookstore, and when Jasmine, Connor, and Angel come in to get her, she shoots Jasmine, and the bullet travels through her and into Angel, introducing Jasmine's blood into his bloodstream and waking him up. Jasmine realizes it's her blood that's breaking the spell. She commands the bookstore owner to burn the place down, which he happily does, and she leaves with Connor. Angel suspects that Cordy's blood might have the same effect, so Fred and Angel break into the hotel, get some of Cordy's blood out of her comatose body, and detox Lorne, Wesley, and Gunn. They grab Connor and do it to him too, but he decides to maintain his allegiance to Jasmine and shouts for help. Because of course he does. Because Connor. The Magic Bullet aired on April 16th, 2003. It was written and directed by Jeffrey Bell. All right, Dr. Jones, here we are just grinding to the end <laughs> of this interminable season. So for the Magic Bullet on the perfect happiness scale, which takes us from stake this at zero to lost your soul at six, where are you with this episode? Okay, I gave this a two. Mm -hmm. I, I hate the magic bullet the least of all the Jasmine episodes. <laughs> and there were some things I liked. And I was trying to be generous, y'all. But then they set a goddamn bookstore on fire and I just can't even. No, I get it. I know over in uh, Welcome to the End Times, our Good Omens podcast, we had a situation where a bookstore was on fire and it was equally upsetting to you. Yes. Um, so I expected that to be a bad thing. I give it a three. Mm -hmm. I can I can live with the burning bookstore. But I, I actually kind of like this episode. I mean, Fred is incredibly kick-ass and it's nice to have our core group like de-brainwashed finally. But the kiss between Fred and Angel is too much WTF for me. I just couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't with that. <laughs> All right. So going into our moments of perfect happiness, of course, I've got to go with Fred, right? I uh -huh. love that she can outrun both Gunn and Wesley, the muscle and the brains, but the girls got them both beat. And I love it. I love when she gives the woman who looks like her, her coat. And then the woman turns around and says, isn't Jasmine the best? <laughs> and they, Gunn and Wesley smile and say, yes. And then they come back. It's kind of funny. It's kind of cute. And I love how incredibly smart Fred was about finding a way to camouflage herself and, and put them 
off her trail. Yeah. Um, I love her whole thing. I love the whole thing with the demon. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. In the big grand scheme of things, were I looking at this, you know, did I care enough to look at it through a narrative theory lens? Yeah, the demon doesn't matter. He's not narratively, like, significant. The only thing he does is make her bleed. And so then she kind of has an idea from Mm -hmm. that and the connection between her blood and Jasmine's blood and how that draws the line. Like, it's thin. It's thin. But honestly, just to see Fred hanging out with this demon and being like any monkey business and I'll chop you down like a cherry tree. Like, (laughs) I enjoyed that. I enjoyed his whole, wow, amazing. Two beings dissimilar as you and me discovering a shared link amongst a common foe. The irony, my feelings for you are changing. I feel warmth. Wait, no, I don't. That's just me wetting myself because you wouldn't let me pee. Like, I love that whole thing. I enjoyed the demon. Um, it was really gross with like the hands, but I like the when he picked up the fake hand and the fake hand is like accidentally flipping him off. I kind oh, of enjoyed no. that. The hands were too much for me, and I blame oh, I, I blame whoever made the human bowling ball head for those yes. hands. It was just yeah. gross. It was gross. It ain't good. No, it ain't good. Um, but I love Fred. You know, going to the bookstore, drawing mm-hmm. everybody to the bookstore, shooting the bullet through Jasmine, getting Angel. I love all of that, and. I loved this moment, which starts a big, big stake it moment for me. But I love this one part of that moment where she's talking to Angel. And she says, I'm not like you. I'm not a champion. And he says, everything I see says different. Yeah. I loved all of that. And I thought that that was great. I did too. And I, I did. I like Fred owning the whole episode. I like her figuring mm-hmm. things out. I like her being yeah. a badass. But I also got so much joy from Lorne. Like, oh, Lorne. When Lorne, you know, when Jasmine walks by and the followers are all ooing and aahing and Lorne's like, go get some of that gorgeous goodness. And I was like, I you know, <laughs> if I ever actually start a cult, which I'm not saying yes. is beyond the realm of possibility, <laughs> right? right? I want Lorne to be the director of public relations. Like, oh, I know. Blessings and yes. moon pies, y'all. Like, oh, my God. I know. And I know. An open mic night. Open right? That's mic so fun. night. Open mic yeah. at Fellowship Hall. Like, I am oh, here you know what? for it. You know what I freaking loved in that, though? What? Is that just out of nowhere, for no particular reason, we just have somebody who's deaf yes. and who's signing. Right. And so we have this like very casual. We're not making a big deal out of it. We're acting as though, I don't know, people with hearing impairments just live among us like normal people. I kind of loved that. Mm-hmm. I did so that too. Was kind of, it's a nice, tiny little detail, but I really, really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, I loved I loved open mic night. And then I mm-hmm. had this one interaction between. Angel and Wesley that I'm I'm guessing maybe you didn't like so much but it's like for some reason I was like oh Wes Wes so you know Connor is is like still not under the free of the hypnosis right yeah and Angel says I'm not leaving this hotel without my son and Wes when Wes goes calm and like (laughs) calm and dark at the same time i'm like yes wes like yes and wesley says i'll get him i've kidnapped him before and i'm like oh my god man oh my god (laughs) i both loved it and was like oh too soon wes (laughs) too soon (laughs) 
mean, on the one hand, I'm like, yay, I get my Dark Wesley back. It was fun to see him happy for a little while. Yeah. But, you know, I, I need me some Dark Wesley. And having him back was good. But I also loved that little bit of humor between him and Angel. But also at the same time, I was like, oh, read the room, man. That's not... <laughs> I, just, I don't think we want to have that discussion yet. I think there was something about seeing Wesley go from like blissed out to like dark. Yeah. And, and he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to go all the way. Like, I'm just exactly. going to. Like, what have I got to lose? Right. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just going to go there. Like all oh, the way. so cute. There. So I, and cute. I haven't really completely unpacked why mm-hmm. I liked it so much, but I, and, and maybe it's just the absolute blatant honesty. Yeah. You no, know? I mean that is nice, but it's also like that—that that darkness is back, mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I—I I love me some dark Wesley. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so staking, of course, we have to start with now that Cordelia is in a coma, we have to just stake Connor all mm-hmm. by himself. Um, so there's this moment in the beginning, right, where they said he pulled a Houdini, and then Connor's like, what's a Houdini? Because, of course, he doesn't understand pop culture references because he's only been in the world for, like, I don't know, eight months or whatever. Um, and at this moment, like, I'm just about to say that I like this Connor. He's part of the team. He's seemingly normal. And then when they're talking about Fred, he says, I'll find her, bring back her scalp. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, Jesus, is this, if this is happy, shiny, healed Connor, then there's just something super wrong with Connor. Like, there's just, he's just bad, you know? And then, of course, the little idiot, even knowing what Jasmine is, still chooses her, mm-hmm. you know? And there's this moment where he says, where are those people? And she says, oh, I ate them. And he's like, cool, 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 cool. What, Connor? What? what? I don't even. Yeah. I thought she's like, oh, I ate them. He's like, okay. I was like, yeah. really? No, he literally says, cool. cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, Whatever. Uh. Um, so another thing that I hated with the white hot passion of a thousand suns <laughs> is the <laughs> weird ass Fred and Angel kiss, right? It's like, okay, so Charisma Carpenter is off the show. She's basically in a coma for the rest of the season, right? Um, you know, not too big spoilers, but basically, right? Um, so they've killed off Cordelia. And what? Fred's just the next woman in line? Like, here's a pretty girl, Angel. Angel needs to have a woman. So let's go ahead and float this lead balloon, right? To try to see if we can get somebody into this idea of Fred and Angel. And then she kisses him. They have this whole kiss. After this scene in which he says, you know, you're a champion. Look what you did. All this kind of stuff, which is really, really great. But even in that moment, I'm like, oh, they're not. Oh, they're not. And I had completely forgotten about this moment. Are they... Are they trying to sell us a Fred and Angel romance? Because I am going to flip a goddamn table, right? And then they do this, like, you know, fake pretend kiss to see if they can, like, you know, shield themselves from the other people who are, oh, my God. And then she goes, did they buy it? And he goes, I did. Uh, And I'm like, no, 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 no. An hour in the penalty box. No. This is not okay. What is this bullshit? Handing the woman who's on the team around like she's a fucking prize to be won. Jesus. Now, the thing is, I believe, and not to be spoilery, but I believe 
that they drop it at that point because she's already had gun. Yeah. She's got Wesley thing going on. No, Angel does not get the, all the women. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you got Gwen just out there running around. Bring her back. Cor- yeah. Correct me on this if I'm wrong, because your Buffy yeah. knowledge is better than mine. But we have an episode. I, like I cannot believe I'm about to say, "Hey, Angel, Xander wore it better," but. There's, <laughs> there's like an episode where Buffy is wanted by the cops and I think she walks into the hospital and Xander wraps her up in a hug to just, yes. but he doesn't kiss her. Like, no, he hugs, he her. hugs her. So I'm just saying, well, no, because Fred kisses Angel. I know. This is Fred's idea. She's doing it and it's still stupid. Yeah. It's still stupid and i hate it and the thing is is that like within the context of the fiction there's a million other things they could have done to try to they could have run for crying out loud (laughs) but it's an excuse to float this test balloon like what do you think fred and angel no (laughs) no no it's a no so irritating it pissed me off it's like this this 30 second moment and it just pissed me off so much it drove me crazy especially because of that great moment in there where she says i'm not a champion and he says looks different from here yeah and i'm like god damn yes and then the kiss and then did they buy it and he goes i did shut up <laughs> shut up <laughs> shut yeah it's pretty bad it's not good. So then also in the staking corner is Jasmine mm-hmm. because she's just a bad, big bad. Like, what is her final goal? World domination. Why? What is she after? We don't have any specifics on this. We just have to accept world domination. Okay. But that's freaking weak. It's stupid. Antagonist goals like protagonist goals should be personal and meaningful. And she has what she wants. I mean, in her mind, the battle is over. She's already won. So even though it's not over because Fred is pulling the core group back into sanity, she still has basically the rest of the world under her sway. Like, it's done as far as she's concerned. So there's no real battle going on. It's just weak. Um, And Jasmine choosing the people that she's going to (laughs) eat is kind of gross because it looks like she's choosing people for like a threesome. Mm -hmm. You know, um, she's like you and you and you. And then there's this moment where Gunn is like, do you think she's ever going to pick us? And Wesley says, if we're lucky, but not before we find Fred. <laughs> and I'm like, it's all gross. It's all gross. And do y'all not notice that these people don't come the fuck back? Because like, pay attention. You know, you're details people. I understand they're brainwashed, but still, <laughs> you know. The whole thing is just terrible. And then there's that moment where she looks at Connor and she says, my sweet boy. And I'm like, you mean dad, right? Yeah, that creeped me out so much that I forgot about Fred kissing Angel. Oh, God, no. All of the lines, it's like they're like, okay, the writers just sat down and said, we have this one episode in which we need to cross every (laughs) single line possible. (laughs) Let's do it. Is there a line we haven't crossed? Let's pull that one out. Right? No. 
It's freaking terrible. It's freaking terrible. Also, um, so people are coming in and they're looking for rooms. Like, what is it? So now they're running an actual hotel now? Because that requires like staff and rooms that somebody has tended to since the 1950s. Do you remember in Billy when Wesley was chasing Fred throughout that entire place and it was all like the freaking shining, like all <laughs> of the rooms are in crazy disrepair and there's holes in the floor and like, but now it's a regular hotel. And where is your staff they're like oh well the water went out on the third floor oh we've got a plumber on the first you don't have plumbing <laughs> this hotel has not been functional since we have one room angel's room for two rooms like there's fred there's like a couple of rooms that are actually like put together and functional but the rest of the hotel isn't just it's a huge hotel that you use as an office and nobody lives there you don't have a staff like i don't know that whole thing made me crazy. <laughs> probably shouldn't have invested so much emotional and mental energy into how they're running the hotel but jesus no but like right? i plan you know events for large groups of people mm-hmm, and i'm sitting mm-hmm. there going where's the water where's the ice where are the towels where are the first aid mm-hmm. kits like <laughs> right who's turning down the rooms right? like <laughs> who's doing laundry no space. like come on there's no space there's no space there's no bedding there's no heat there's no nothing this is not a hotel it is technically a hotel but it is not a functional hotel so like all right i don't know why why did i just spend five minutes ranting about that i don't even know because the rest of it is so terrible so research mode um we've got connor and good and evil Mm -hmm. Right. So we get kind of a glimpse into this Holtz Connor relationship on Kortoff, like and how abusive Holtz clearly was, where he used to just drop little baby Connor out in the middle of a hell dimension and be like, come find me, you know. And he's like, one time I found him in only five days. And the whole thing, like the whole story of it is so ridiculous, like it's so ridiculous. I can't even wrap my mind around this whole thing. But it is something that finally, finally, we get like a little bit of vulnerability, a sense of who Connor mm-hmm. is. But the thing is, is that Connor has has been on this whole like self-righteous kick from the beginning. He's a vampire. He's evil. Lauren has horns and he's a demon. So he's evil. So they're bad. And I save people. And All of this kind of stuff is about like wanting to save people. But then in this moment, he's like, oh, hey, Fred pissed us off. Let me scalp her. (laughs) Like, what is that? So the one thing that Connor kind of had going for him, that he had like this misplaced understanding of what's good and what's evil, and it informs his fucked up vision of the world, isn't what this is really about. It's just that he wants to kill or hurt anyone who disagrees with or challenges him he is a piece of garbage child (laughs) like i don't even care i don't care what holtz did to him i don't care what it's like he is true straight trash i don't know well i did i felt bad like the horrors of that childhood you know is something like you can't fully wrap your mind around right and it's so awful it's so awful. And yet, and I did feel for him a little bit. I mean, I did because, yeah. oh my God, like what? Mm-hmm. But also, I I just think it comes down to either the writing or the delivery. It's just not all that believable. It's not compelling at all. Like, I don't feel 
bad for this kid but and also because his whole thing has been like he's come here and he's just I'm about good and evil and he's evil and blah 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 de -de blah de -de blah whatever you know but at least then it was like okay he doesn't understand good and evil but he wants to be on the side of good and evil but when Jasmine comes out of the room and says oh I ate those people yeah he's like cool, cool you know well, and I, yeah. because I think like the real story with Connor is not about wanting to be good and, and hunt and scalp evil. It's about wanting mm -hmm. family, but they just don't yeah. write it and develop it enough. But he had family. Yeah. Like he had family and Fred and gone yeah. when they were taking care of him over the summer. Like Angel has always wanted to be his dad. Angel has always like, and, and, and that Holtz would leave him to fend for himself for days in a hell dimension, although I guess like, you know, abusive parents, you tend to idolize. I mean, abuse has its own effects where you idolize the abuser. So there is that. So fine. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I cannot work up any sympathy for this kid. I have it in rare moments. <laughs> <laughs> little, little <laughs> pockets of rare moments. Yeah. It ain't good. Um, so then we have this, you know, I ate them <laughs> moment with Jasmine, right? Which from Connor's perspective of cool, 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 like whatever. But here's the thing. Why doesn't Jasmine lie to Connor about what happened to the people? You know, is she gaining enough power that she doesn't need to bullshit so much anymore? And if she can control people, why make them happy and love her? Because I guess they're more compliant when they're happy or whatever. And if that's the case, why tell Connor the truth? Why not be like, oh, I sent them to their homes where they're going to live happily ever after? Like, why admit that she ate them? What is, what is, what, why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess because Jasmine. I guess. Because I Jasmine. Know. Yeah. I because don't know. Jasmine. And, and him not being concerned about this at all. I'm like, I would be nervous if I was in an elevator with Jasmine and I'm the only person, you know, like right. <laughs> maybe you start to get a little concerned, but well, I had a research question and I cannot figure this out. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Fred was brilliant to shoot the bullet through Jasmine and into Angel, but Angel yes. then had to look at Jasmine for it to take effect. Right. When the yes. blood passed from Jasmine's sweater to Fred, she had to mm -hmm. look at Jasmine for it to take effect. Yeah. But with Lauren, Wes, and Gunn, it was instant. They didn't have to look at her. Yes. So what's the deal? Uh, <laughs> like, how did it work? Cordy, they haven't seen her. Cordy is our truth teller. So her blood has a magical truth telling. I have no uh -huh. idea. It, do it doesn't make any sense. I have no idea. All right. Well, on that note of, <laughs> I don't know, um, I'm going to go ahead and brood. The magic bullet is a watcher because the team wakes up from their stupor. Fred is wonderful. Jasmine is dumb. And we're almost finished with this season. Let's just keep going into sacrifice. <laughs> In Sacrifice, Angel, Wes, Fred, Gunn, and Lorne flee the Hyperion while Connor is left behind, beaten by Angel and loyal to Jasmine. Jasmine eats a bunch of people and then heals Connor. She's fusing with her followers now, enchanting them to become her eyes and ears and fists and vocal cords. 
A group of Jasmineites attacks Angel and team when they stop for gas, and Jasmine laughs the big, bad, wicked villain laugh as they escape into the sewers. Angel and company run into a group of people who've been living underground since the sun went dark, including a kid named Matthew whose parents were killed by vampires, and an old friend of Gunn, Golden, who saved Matthew. They've been surviving, but now there's a monster in the sewers, killing the people one by one, and they need Angel's help to kill it. Jasmine hides Cordy away in a secret location. The governor dissolves his administration for Jasmine, and Jasmine tries to take Connor's pain away, but only succeeds in grossing me out. <laughs> Back in the sewer, the monster attacks, Angel vamps out, and Matthew is terrified and runs away. Fred and Gunn chase after him to prevent him from reaching the surface and falling under Jasmine's spell. The sewer monster drags Wesley to his lair where he's making a web of bodies as a blood sacrifice to Jasmine. The monster is from a dimension Jasmine used to rule and his kind loved her first. Because to quote when Harry met Sally, everybody thinks they have good taste and a sense of humor, but they couldn't possibly all have good taste. <laughs> Wesley calmly interviews the monster and collects data while he's captured. A door to the other world is open, but the monster tells Wes he won't be able to breathe there. Wesley figures out that Jasmine has a true name and they can use it to break her power. Angel shows up to fight the monster and saves Wes. Gunn and Fred return the unconscious Matthew, who wakes up laughing Jasmine's laugh and infects Golden and the rest of the people. Fred, Lauren, and Gunn make a run for it, but they end up face-to-face -face with a group of followers led by Connor, who is also speaking in Jasmine's voice. Angel defeats the monster, and Wesley figures out how to access the monster's world via blood magic. Connor overpowers Wes, Gunn, Fred, and Lorne, but Wes manages to send Angel to the monster dimension to find the high priest that guards Jasmine's true name. Sacrifice aired on April 23rd, 2003. It was directed by David Strayton and written by Ben Edlund. All right, Dr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost, we're almost there. This is a couple more. Um, okay, on the perfect happiness scale with Stake This at Zero and Lost Your Soul at Six, where do you land with Sacrifice? I gave this a two. I love Wesley in Research Mode. Mm -hmm. uh, I adore Lorne, all snarky. And yeah. I'm really intrigued by Jasmine's early followers and that whole power of names idea. And I even felt some compassion for Connor. But Jasmine is the superpower ventriloquist and the <laughs> Jasmine Connor creepiness and just Jasmine in general make me want to work some sacrificial blood magic of my very own. <laughs> I also give it a two. Uh -huh. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's gotten me to the point where I think maybe this episode isn't like so bad, mm -hmm. but my Jasmine fatigue is overwhelming <laughs> at this point. And as we get closer to the end, I have this sense of senioritis, like it's almost over and I just have to get through it. You know, my patience <laughs> is worn so thin that like my ability to look at this objectively and be like, well, is that a good narrative? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I like the power of names thing. I think that that's really cool. I love seeing Wesley. We got Dark Wesley back, and I just love see. I love seeing. I don't know. I love seeing Wesley getting thrown across rooms. There's something mm -hmm. about that that I like. Probably need to look into my psychology for <laughs> at that maybe a little bit. But I, yeah, uh, uh, I just want it over. Just oh my done. god. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Because, I mean, the ultimate test for me when I'm thinking about scoring this is I'm like, mm -hmm. do I want to watch it again? 
Oh, God, no. The answer here is no. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I really don't. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it the first time. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about you when you were here. Right. But no. <laughs> I don't want to watch this again. <laughs> I'll take away your bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go back to all the Wesley moments right? that we love to get us through this horrible, horrible thing. I right? mean, so really. Like how bad it actually is on an objective scale. I am so far from being able to see things objectively. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's almost well, over. It's, <laughs> it's almost over. It's like the worst road trip ever. Like when you drive through the state of Ohio, yes. for example. <laughs> <laughs> As you I drive, lived in Ohio. I know exactly what you're right? talking about. I'm just saying, yes. MapQuest might tell you that you have 400 miles, but it lies because the state of Ohio grows and it right. gets bigger. And right. it doesn't matter how far you drive, you will always be in Ohio. You will never you will leave. Always be. It's like the whole paradox, right? Where you move halfway towards something, but then you still, if you keep moving halfway towards something, you're just never going to reach it because you're always going to be halfway there. <laughs> like that's what Ohio feels like. <laughs> Yes. Plus the fact that the billboards, there are the people and people who live in Ohio, you know what I'm talking about. Hell is real. Um, like all of the billboards that just taunt you along the way. <laughs> well, but telling I mean, you how you're going to go to hell. Yeah. To be fair, hell is real. And I'm driving through it in season four. So, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so want to watch it again. Driving down I-71 in Ohio. Yes. I get it. I get yes. it. I get it. All right. But there were some good things. Mm-hmm. Mostly named Wesley. Mostly because named Wesley. I'm sorry, but when you are captured by a monster and held in a lair underground, and the monster is making a web of bodies as a blood sacrifice, and you're just <laughs> chilling and like interviewing him and conducting qualitative research and collecting data, like, dude, I, yes, like, yes, that is freaking awesome. So I love Dark Wesley, and you love Research Wesley. Oh God, Research Wesley just has my heart, like. It's and he can't help it. He's like, I hey, might be hey about Kelly? to. Yeah. Hey Kelly, I'll take away your data. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need a safe word. I need a safe word. Have yeah. we lost ourselves completely? Has season four made us insane? I'll take away your data. Oh I'll my god. I'll take away your I just oh. can't. I can't with this. Keep going. It's fine. <laughs> I'm like, baby, I like it dark, but that's you're scaring me now. <laughs> 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 oh, but he's just so great. He's just so great. It made me so happy, you know, and, and when he's processing, like I love yeah. watching people think out loud. Like mm-hmm. I genuinely enjoy this process and, mm-hmm. you know, and plus it's a high pressure situation. There's not a lot of time. There is a lot of risk. And he's just like (laughs) sitting there putting this puzzle together. Not Uh word magic. Blood magic. And then he goes, Angel, I got it. And I'm like, oh, it's Wesley's Eureka. Like it's so. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Wesley is the only thing that has made season four bearable. I mean, really. (laughs) And I'm like, Wesley, you know how you kidnapped Connor and then you offered to do it again. Like, <laughs> can we get a three beat, man? Because that would be awesome. I don't think anybody would care if he kidnapped Connor now. Right. They'd be I like, mean, you know what? Take him. Throw him through a vortex. 
I don't care. Yeah, I just closest portal to a hell dimension, I believe, is I seventy one in Ohio. Just do it, Wesley. Do it. <laughs> it's gonna be so great. Yeah, <laughs> so great. But and and I love the bookend with this mm-hmm. with Angel and Wesley because yeah. at the beginning when they're at the hotel, you know, Angel's holding Connor back, and he tells Wesley, "Someone who knows the truth has to survive this." Right. And at the end, you know, Wesley's trying to hold Connor back. Mm-hmm. And says to Angel, you know, we can't go to that dimension. Only you can. Mm-hmm. And someone who knows the truth has to survive this. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I like it. That I was know, so good. It's nice. It's a nice callback. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved, okay, maybe this is season four fatigue. I don't know. <laughs> but this monster was entertaining as hell. I liked the monster. I liked him. Yeah. I liked how he talked. Mm-hmm. You was talking meat. No, it, was just, it was just kind of great. Um, but, but the, you know, Wesley, like really getting information out of him, like, oh, Jasmine's true name prevents her from choosing a false one. So we had to name her. And like, that's really intriguing. You know, mm-hmm. it was really interesting. And that monster trying to kill that vampire. Yeah. Why don't mm-hmm. you go dead? And the vampire saying, just drop the cliched serial killer crap and stake me already. I am here for this conversation. <laughs> no, this is more interesting to me yes. than any of the Jasmine stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when the monster, I mean, he's he's pretty pissed off. Like, we loved mm-hmm. her first, you know. Yeah. Before your kind was, my kind loved her. I'm like, okay. Like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Wesley says, well, here she's called Jasmine. And, you know, the monster, like, loses his shit because that makes him yeah. really mad. He's like, <laughs> she is the devourer. And I was like, okay, stop. <laughs> Like <laughs> Connor is the destroyer, Jasmine mm-hmm. is the devourer, and I'm like, can't right. we get some more like lighthearted titles? Like, how about the dean or like the dancer, <laughs> the designer, the day drinker? Like, why does it have to be destroy and devour? I don't know because Jasmine, <laughs> because whatever. Jasmine. <laughs> and then I did like Angel stepping into the monster dimension and looking around and just saying. Oh, hell. Right? (laughs) (laughs) But that reminds me, Lonnie. Mm -hmm. This episode of Still Dead (laughs) is brought to you by (laughs) TalkingMeatNameGenerator.com. Creators of epitaphs like The Destroyer, The Devourer, and The Rogue Demon Hunter. baby. Need to protect your power by hiding your true name? (laughs) Disguise your real identity from the dimension you're trying to conquer? Create a memorable pseudonym before publishing your next creative work? Go to TalkingMeetNameGenerator.com and design the perfect alter ego today. Use the code YouGoDeadNow for 10% off your first order. And check out their selection of stationery, mugs, ice picks, and buckets all ready to be printed with your shiny new alias. Or instead, you could take the money you might spend on a new power persona and give it directly to Chipperish Media. And join us in the Discord chat with any name you like. Chipperish is powered by our patrons, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep making the podcast you love. No magic bullet or blood sacrifice required. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash chipperish to show your support today. Oh my god, that's delightful, <laughs> Dr. Jones. Ah, delightful. You is talking me. You is talking me. You is talking me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like it. We sound <laughs> drunk. 
And we're we do not, sound a little drunk. We're not. We're, we haven't oh, been drinking. Oh, we're just no. tired. We're so tired. We're just so tired. <laughs> like, no, I'm, maybe that's the problem. Maybe we're very, very sober. Yes. Maybe that <laughs> like, is the problem, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. You know how much it pains me to say this. Mm-hmm. But I did have, like, actual feelings mm-hmm. about Connor. All right. That did not involve wanting to throw him into a hell dimension. Okay. So, like, when he was telling Angel at the beginning, when they tried to wake him up mm-hmm. and it didn't work, he says, I was part of something. I belong. Mm-hmm. And Angel says, I know, son. And that just freaking kills me. Yeah. Kills me. And I hated watching Angel beat Connor so badly. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's this this interaction between Fred and Angel and, you know, Fred is like, we should have taken Connor with us. Like, what if he doesn't wake up? Like, she's genuinely scared. Angel just beat this kid to death. Right. Mm-hmm. And Angel says, what if we took him with us? And he did. Mm-hmm. That, like, Angel knows he can't protect his friends from his own child. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just incredibly painful, you know. And when Matthew sees Connor's blood on Angel's hands, mm-hmm. he says, whose blood is that? And Angel says, someone I used to know. Oh, my God. Oh my God! It just kills me. That is heartbreaking. Me. Yeah, it was. It was. And then we have this super creepy scene with Connor and Jasmine, mm-hmm. which we will get to. But <laughs> she's talking about like his, you know, all of his pain, mm-hmm. and you know, she's trying to like heal him or whatever. And she says, "Pain has been the only constant in your life," while cutting into his palms with her nails. Yeah, and I'm like anyone ever taught this kid anything without hurting him no like i just i genuinely felt for him you know i appreciate that you did (laughs) i watched all that and i was like is this how much time is left in this episode (laughs) like the whole jasmine connor thing is so creepified at this point that like i get i get why you had that empathy I think it is is well placed and it speaks well of you. Uh, I got nothing. At the, I'm just cr- I am scraping, clawing my way to the end of the episode with every second that passes. And at that point, and then when she holds up her hand and like yeah. her, she has his wounds and then they disappear. And I'm like, that's great, but you still cut his hand. Like you still like it doesn't it doesn't make this better. Just, you're not. You don't create pain to take it away. And I mean, like, I get that's an abusive thing. Like, you know, feed you the poison and then feed you the cure, right? And sell you the cure. And that's how abuse works. But at this point, like, I don't even, in another another space within the run of this show, I might have been like, well, you know, that's a really interesting thing. And yes, now I have, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I was like, damn it. So then I was really, really, really grateful for Lorne because always I have, mm-hmm. I have needed mm-hmm. snarking Lorne. I need him back. He yeah. is my creep, you know? Mm-hmm. And when he said, when they were driving in the car, you know, and there's like all the creepy followers. Yeah. And Lauren says, does anyone else feel like the last feisty wife in Stepford? <laughs> okay. I love that line so much. So that line much. delights me to my core. <laughs> It's so good. It is and so when they're good. running through the sewers, mm-hmm. he's like, did I ever tell you I suck at sports? Uh, and I'm like, me too, I, me too. No. And then they have to keep running because there's like, you know, monsters 
Connor and Lauren is he just finally says, Oh God, are we dead are yet? We dead? Which is exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking. At this right. point, are we just dead yet? Can this just be right? over? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was so good. Mm -hmm. And then we have this vignette and it, it cracks me up mm -hmm. after like Golden and some of the humans, they call Lauren some ugly names. Yeah. And then we just cut back to him and he says, that's why when we use words like <laughs> ugly ass <laughs> and beastie, <laughs> we can do more damage than we intend to. It ain't all about sticks and stones, my young friends. That's all. A little life lesson. One to grow on. And I'm like, oh my God, I need Mr. Lauren. I need Lauren as Mr. Rogers. I, I need Mr. Lauren. Oh, Mr. Lauren. Like a green cardigan. I know. This it's is so what good. I want. So, good. <laughs> <laughs> so those things made me happy, but not happy enough to take away the stakes. Okay. Because, oh my God. Let's start throwing our right. stakes, baby. <laughs> we don't, I, I just, Jasmine the puppet master. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, right. I'm like, okay. So not only did Jasmine tell Connor that she eats people, but now she eats people in front of Connor. Oh, sure. Why like, not? Like, what? Why and, not? And, okay, fine. Okay. Yeah. And and the gang forgot about Cordy, but I'm sure she's fine. Oh, like, I, yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I'm sure it's no problem sure. with the devourer. Just I'm sure she'll be good. Exactly. She'll be fine with the devourer. <laughs> I'm sorry. We went to care.com. And like the profile that stood out to us most as honest, trustworthy babysitter was the devourer. Oh, like, sure. come on. Absolutely. Like, mm -hmm. And and Jasmine's ventriloquism and villain laugh are just too it's a ridiculous. Much. Yeah. But, it's a but bit the much. line the line that just sealed it for me. Like mm -hmm. you can be evil. Uh, it's fine. But when you're evil and incredibly cheesy, <laughs> I just can't. I just can't take it. And she says, "You can't outrun my love. It has wings made of radio." And I'm like, "Oh my god! At least I know what to write in my Valentine's Day cards." Oh my god! I want that Valentine's Day card. Yeah, outrun, outrun my, my love. love. It has wings made of radio, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh god! Just when you think it can't get worse. At least Jasmine doesn't have a podcast. That's true. But mm -hmm. when you think it can't get worse, <laughs> just when you think that, <laughs> Jasmine runs her hands down Connor's face and says, why aren't you smiling? Uh-huh. And I have to leave the room and throw up because uh -huh. their father and daughter, even though she's older than him, whatever, it just feels wrong. And it then feels wrong, as but we've been here before. This is new material for us. Right. I'm like, okay, it wasn't gross enough the first time, mm -hmm. so let's just do, like, completely gross 2.0. Yeah. And so then I was sitting there in my state of being completely creeped out, mm -hmm. and, and my brain does what it does that, like, thinks thoughts that I wish it had not thought because mm -hmm. brain bleach is not yet a thing. Right. <laughs> and I had this thought. If Jasmine was controlling Cordy, then in essence, didn't Jasmine sleep with Connor because she was conscious and awake inside of Cordelia getting ready to give birth to herself? And now this is just too weird and gross. It is all, I guess, in her dimension, <laughs> sleeping with your son, sleeping with your father, whatever. It's fine. I'm sure. Maybe. I, maybe when you're a power that be or was or <laughs> a power that be really gross a power like, that be totally fucked up i don't know i don't know 
it just and then once I thought it, I couldn't unthink it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I just, I just, I, I can't. I just yeah. can't. No. Nope. No. And then we get Angel giving up on all emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Angels' hearts get in the way. Like, okay, yes, I know he's hurting after losing the Jasmine love and leaving Connor behind. Mm-hmm. But shutting down his own feelings is one thing, and expecting everybody else to do the same feels wrong. Like he, I think he's resenting his friends for choosing like he had to choose them over connor mm-hmm. and and like angry angel usually plays really well but this just did not work for me like i don't there yeah. was just something about it that was yeah here's know. the thing and i don't care but here's the thing like <laughs> angel at this point right he loved buffy that turned out spectacularly wrong fell in love with cordelia uh she slept with his son gave birth to his granddaughter who is now trying to sleep with his son and now Cordy's in a coma and then he had to leave Connor behind and the one true happiness he'd ever really had that didn't turn him into a vampire was Jasmine I I kind of see Angel being like you know what you know what's bad is <laughs> loving anyone or anything i'm not even gonna love a television show or a stuffed animal like i'm done <laughs> done i now done. have neutral feelings about peanut butter i get and it chocolate. like i i, I get, get it. it after a certain point you're like you know what fuck it like i <laughs> i kind of sympathize with angel at that point i'm kind of i'm kind of like all right angel you know like yeah i get it i get it like you're just you know yeah, that's just some spectacular bad luck. That is yeah. a that is a bad bad run, you know. Um, so yeah, I kind of get it. <laughs> I, I mean, I do, but I'm like, but Lauren and Fred and Gunn and Wes are there, and you love them, and like, come on, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't get know. it. I get it. I sympathize with Angel. Been there, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate that you see that. Okay. <laughs> Yes. And uh and Fred, you know, they told Fred that they made Cordy a princess and she uh-huh. said, I didn't do that one. I, <laughs> I, I guess that's nice for her. I guess like, I guess that's nice for her. <laughs> Here's the thing, Kelly. The bottom line is I don't care. I, I know, don't care. I know. I don't I care know. about any of it. It's all just terrible. <laughs> it's just bad. And and while I was staking things, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, there's really enough going on mm-hmm. in this episode without the people who are living underground. Right. And and yet somehow they don't mention to these people, uh, the by the way, back. A, the sun is back. <laughs> <laughs> and B, so is Jasmine. Don't go up there. Right. Like, I, I, right. Yeah. And, and I, like, and gun punching Matthew. I was like, okay. This I can't, child like, hitting this the kid, child in uh, the face. Like, just, like, uh, yeah. Now, Wesley, I could see doing that. Wesley, <laughs> Wesley would absolutely backhand that little son of a bitch, but God. <laughs> yeah. And God I mean, has I, more charm than that. He could have charmed that kid right back into the underground. It would have been I, fine. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. Okay. But then I had research questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> research question the first. Sure. 
Why didn't Jasmine's reach extend to Sunnydale when she was able to take over the governor's office and the whole damn state of California and the Catholic Church of L.A. as she who walks among us? <laughs> was Sunnydale in a bubble? No, like, Sunnydale, Sunnydale was on uh, UPN at that point. So. <laughs> <laughs> so those wings of radio didn't reach across television stations? No, they were fully just okay. WB. Just the WB. Okay. They could only reach gotcha. where the WB was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I wanted to know, why didn't Jasmine eat Cordy? Uh-huh. Or, yeah. you know, like, or, why is she keeping or Cordy alive? burn the body. She yeah. moves the body. But, like, the whole thing is this blood is of danger to her, and it hasn't, right. it doesn't have a bonus to her. She doesn't need yeah. it anymore. Like, why doesn't she just throw Cordy in an incinerator? Not saying I want Cordy in an incinerator, but let's face it, for all intents and purposes, Cordy has already been incinerated. So for right. us as viewers, it's pretty much six of one, half a dozen of the other. Um, so, yeah, why? 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 Uh, because uh, Jasmine. I because don't know. Jasmine. Mm-hmm. No, it will be answered in future episodes, but still, mm-hmm. it didn't yeah. make sense. So I'm just throwing mm-hmm. it out there. Yeah. Okay. Research question the third. So on the Discord chat, someone asked if I think Jasmine is like a cult. Mm-hmm. And the short answer is no. Um, although maybe that's what the writers intended. Right. Mm-hmm. So the the Jasmine enchantment is mindless and instant, right? It's a bliss state without a platform or a rationale. Mm-hmm. And the only doctrine is love Jasmine, follow Jasmine. Don't think too hard about it. Right. Be happy. <laughs> right. But a cult is usually based on specific shared beliefs that run deep and can't be shaken simply by seeing the true face of the leader, who is often charismatic and dogmatic and too often malevolent. But they can't wield instant sorcery over everyone they see or speak to. Right. So and leaving a cult can be incredibly difficult and dangerous and damaging. So the pain and fear and danger that Fred and Angel and team experience when they part ways with Jasmine may be metaphorical in that sense. Mm -hmm. But the only person who seems to be a true follower is Connor because he's always seen Jasmine's true face and loved her anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, and he does seem to have some doubts and struggle with that. Like when she moves Mm -hmm. Cordy away. Right. Mm hmm. But for me, like if the Jasmine storyline is supposed to be metaphorical of a cult experience, it's just way too simplified. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I think there was potential to shape the story that way. But to me, it just felt like super powered magic. I mean, it is. It's just magic. It's just magic yeah. mind control. I mean, that's basically all that is. Yeah. So, that, yeah. that was kind of what I thought, too. But, but I didn't want to address I can't the question. See- I can see the parallels. There are, mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think, like surface level parallels, but it's not. It's not talking deeply about what the cult experience is like because I think the cult experience is gets much, much more deeper inside the psychology of the victims and yeah. then makes them complicit in the whole thing. Whereas this is just mind control. Yeah. Although I will say, if you want to watch a show that does that well, mm-hmm. uh, watch The Path on Hulu. Okay. Because they, they do it right. Um, All right. It's very good. And, and you know, not that I have been procrastinating season four by watching other shows. <laughs> not at all. Not, that is not the case here. No. But on that, I'll brood. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice is a watcher, and we're sorry. But you need to know that Connor now has Wesley, Fred, Gunn, and Lorne. And Angel is now in a demon dimension looking for the monster priest who guards Jasmine's true name, because it would be real confusing if you didn't know that. <laughs> sure. So so now you know. All right, Kelly. 
Are you, what are you thirsty about? Are you still no, thirsty? I can't. Is that a thing? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Connor and Jasmine are too awful. And, and the burning books, like I can't even, I, I can't even get thirsty for research, Wesley. I just can't. Wow. I know. Wow. I that's know. bad. That's bad. It's really that bad. Is bad. <laughs> All right. What's okay. Here's the thing. I'm going to ask you your favorite part. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure you got one. <laughs> no, I do. It's it, it, okay, research, okay, okay. Wesley. Mm-hmm. But, but honestly, like the line that stuck out to me the most was Angel mm-hmm. saying, I'm not leaving this hotel without my son. And Wesley saying, I'll get him. I've kidnapped him before. We get uh, dark uh, Wesley and uh, research uh, Wesley. Uh, it's, uh, it's great. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> I'll take away your data. All right. Um, I think for me, my favorite part is Fred uh, shooting Angel through Jasmine and yeah. getting her blood into Angel. I love I love everything, Fred. I love how smart she is. I love everything that she manages to pull off, you know, in this thing. Um, She's pretty badass. It was pretty great. Yeah, she was. She was really great. All right. To join in the discussion on Twitter, follow me at Lonnie Dine Rich and Kelly at Dr. Kelly Jones and use the hashtag still dead. Or you can support Shippers Media to the tune of a dollar a month or more and gain access to the live chat and Discord, where you can hang out with me and Lonnie and all the Shippers patrons who are a well-oiled mind control army of love. Visit patreon.com slash to find out more. You can also show your support for Still Dead by going to Apple Podcasts and giving us a review or telling your friends about the show and Shippers Media or feeling like the last feisty wife in Stepford. <laughs> And to say thanks to our rogue demon hunters who take the time to write reviews, we return to the Prophecy Scrolls. I'm writing these in reverse chronological order, so post your review and you'll hear your prophecy soon. For a modern blue stocking, it's open mic night at the chipperish cult of blessing and moon pies, (laughs) sugar, and the powers that want to be entertained are pulling out all the stops. You have been called, dear one, to help us plan an event that no one will forget at least not until the next memory whammy spell hits. <laughs> Cast chipperish hosts in a comedy skit, lip sync contest, and angel scene reenactments. Want Lonnie to take away my bucket <laughs> or take down Jasmine with her rants? Want me to impersonate Lila impersonating Fred? Or Joshua Unruh to act like Angel acting like Batman? <laughs> Here's your chance to direct us on stage. Bring your own act and we'll cheer you on. Just don't ask us to sing Barry Manilow. <laughs> we'll be back next time with the season finale of season four. Oh my God, finally. <laughs> Episodes 21 and 22. Peace out and home, both of which are watchers. Until then, you can't outrun our love. It has wings <laughs> made of radio. Ah, 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 oh God, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, but-